talking to Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today we're going to have a grown focused conversation, right? We are going to have an adult conversation, right? As we sometimes say, a brown liquor conversation, right? We got to get the, <laughs> we're going to have to pull the brown liquor out for this, right? You know, on this platform, we always say that comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? Because we base our conversations off the comments that we receive from those that come and visit the platform, right? So we got a um, a comment from uh, a so-called white woman. Her name is Carriage Cottage. That's her IG handle. And she visited the platform, which we appreciated. And she dropped a comment. And again, we're going to read a comment, give you a little backdrop on it, then have a conversation about it, right? So, Karis Cottage says, my daughter has been with a young man of color for three years now. They live with us, and there have been no pregnancy at all. They had a big talk about that and about the future. He is a year older than her and gave her a promise ring the night of her graduation, right? So it doesn't necessarily say did she graduate from high school or she graduated from college. But we can say that they're just both in a young adult stage, right? So we're going over the comment. I just want to make sure the backdrop is set up right. Carrie's Cottage is a so-called white woman. Her daughter is a so-called white woman. Her daughter's boyfriend is a black man, right? Original man. So that's the backdrop, right? He works full time, pays us rent, right? Which I take that to mean the mom and the daughter's rent. And even when she is not on her BC birth control due to a new medication change, he did his part to make sure it didn't happen, right? To make sure she didn't get pregnant. None of his buddies have kids either, right? I'm really curious as to why you seem to have it out for black men, right? So, of course, we respect the comment that was made by the poster. And uh, the whole backdrop behind this is that here on Real Black Content for One Podcast, and you can look in the archives, we had a conversation about the American black man, right? And uh, the conversation that we had, it was an honest conversation. It was hard, but it's honest. And we're just looking at the past history of the black American man, right? We're looking at the past history of the black American man, the American Negro, the Moor, the Hebrew Israelite, the, um, let's see what else they got. Let's see. Foundational black American, uh, the ADOS, you know, we're looking at the history of, because, you know, we got so many of these titles now, so many of these ideologies out no matter how you slice and dice it, black men in America, right? We're looking at the past history and we notice that the black man in America has been the baby mama making champion in the country. Like just straight up, he's going to impregnate more women than he's going to marry. Right? Just let that marinate. So we have a saying on Real Black Contents for One Podcast. When a man impregnate a woman and do not marry her, that's a generational curse. 
So that means that typically us as black folks, whether we're from the inner city or we're from the suburbs, the townships, wherever in this country, we don't have a legacy of generational marriages. We don't have a four or five time family tradition where there's generational marriage is concerned. That institution, we're not practicing it. Right. So we got um, grandmama, you know, big mama was married. And then great grandmama, great granddad was married. And then it get to this point where mama didn't get married. And now daughters and sons and get married. And then that's widespread around the community. Right. So, look, we're saying this on this platform because the so-called white women say we have it out for black men. What we're saying is that, unfortunately, the current stage that black men are in. We are addicted to pleasure. We had a crossroads. We had a manhood crossroads. And then you have pleasure and you have responsibility. And given the choice, the black man of America is always going to go for what's more pleasurable to him. He's going to take that route. And then he's going to repel a little bit if you start putting too much responsibility on him. That's going to take place in his personal life. That's going to take place in his business life, right? You know, it's not by coincidence that black men can get a job and won't fight. He can be at this job 10 to 15 years. He had never fight to get a management position. He just happy to be at the job, right? He just, hey, look, if, if uh, you know, many of times, right, even if you have a buddy, I, I use this example all the time. Even if you have a buddy and he tells you that his job is hiring, if you ask any black man, right, and you can try this out, see if it works, see if it doesn't work. We're just having a dope conversation right now. If you ask any black man that you know, say, hey, man, my job is hiring. His very first question to you is, how much does that job start? Right. Depending on the answer that you give him, that's going to determine whether he liked the job or not. Because black men want to get rich off entry level pay. We're not going to ask you, hey, man, you say you come to me and say, hey, man, my job is hiring. We're not going to say, well, what's, what do that job top out at? What do the head man make? And then he say, OK, the head man make one hundred sixty thousand. We say, great. I can come and start at whatever and I'll fight my way to the top. That's not our nature to do that. Our nature is take the easy route. We like instant gratification. We're going to seek after pleasure. So we're going to say, hey, man, this job started at 13 bucks. And I say, man, there ain't no money. I ain't going to be able to do it. We need an entry level job that's going to start off at 25 bucks an hour. And it's not that many entry level jobs that's going to do that. I'll give you an example of pleasure versus responsibility. Now, let's come out the business world. Let's go back into the personal world. Whoever is going to give the black man the least resistance in his relationship status, in his relationship activity, he's going to go that way. And this is why we have a whole community, 72% of our women are walking around as single parents because the black man have chosen a quote-unquote peace of mind than responsibility. He feels that he can raise his child by being outside the home while every other ethnicity, the Spanish man, the Jewish man, the Italian man, the Irish man, the China man, all in America, all being raised and reared in that same inner city, that same suburb, that same township. 
these other ethnicities feel as though they need to be in the house with their children, not the black man. He feels like he can raise all three of his kids by three different women and live in a different household as them. He's bought a bag of goods that's not worth anything. So because this has become the black American man, new mentality, new ideology, he has then mastered and making his woman a baby mother now. Because in his mind, he feel as though he can be a better father, if not equal, living outside the home where his children stay at, better than the man, the Jewish man, the China man, the Irish man, the Spanish man, right? The Italian man, better than he can do it in his home. So because he believes this concept, he is the baby mama making champion of America. That's a cold reality. We had to have that hard conversation. So on this platform, we even went as far to say this. If you want your daughter to be a baby mama, <laughs> if, if, if little princess, if little Shamika, little Lakeisha, little Laquana, you want your daughters to be a baby mama, all you got to do is let her go out on a date with the undisputed baby mama making champion of America, the black man. And he will, I will assure you, he would make her a baby mother in no time. Eight kids. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Ooh, you're telling me. For a young guy like yourself. Ooh. How does that happen? Man, I was, I'm country. That's all, <laughs> that's all we had to do in the country. No, you wanted I, a man, baseball team? <laughs> no, man, I had, you know, I had kids young, man. I was like 17 years old. Then by 18, I had two. I had three by 19. Then had them so young, by that 21, 22, I was already at like uh, five kids. It's like it happened so fast, you know. You know, when you're wild out in high school, and I'm, for some reason, the girls I dealt with got pregnant. Mm. You know, we all out like, there wilding. And, um, man, they got pregnant, you know. And that's how I went. I had them so early, then later on, you know, the girl I'm with now, we got two. But, she, you know, she she going to be the one. She We, we, we get married, so it's, it calmed down towards the end. It started out bad, ended up good. Right? So that was the conversation that we had. Now, let's fast forward to today's conversation, right? The so-called white woman, she reached out to us. And again, her name is uh, Carriage Cottage. And she said that by us having that conversation, she, she feel as though that we have it out for the black man. right? And in true fashion, we commented back to the Carriage uh, Cottage, the so-called white woman. right? We said this is an excellent post. Please make sure you follow us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, etc. This comment will make a great conversation, right? So now we're here, right? Now we're here. <laughs> now we're here. So, you know, I just want to go over some things that I read in the comment from Carriage Cottage because it's telling, right? It's telling. She's almost trying to refute what we're saying on this platform about our own people, about men that we engage with every day in the camp in the village, in the black community, right? We we know firsthand, we, we live in a neighborhood. 
But something about privilege says that I don't have to live in a neighborhood. I'm a so-called white woman. My daughter is a so-called white woman. And she got one of those colored guys that she's dating. And he's not like those guys in the village. Therefore, that because she has a, a isolated reality, that means what I'm saying must be hogwash, right? But see, again, we always say that black men do what? Given the opportunity for responsibility or pleasure, the black man would take the route that has the least resistance. He's going to take the route that is going to lead to instant pleasure, right? So this is a side note, if you listen, this is a side note. You know, the person in the neighborhood that you got to be aware of, right? The most dangerous person in the black community is when you start hearing young men say, you got to do what you got to do for this paper, right? When they say that, and um, I got to get this money by any means necessary. That's a dangerous fella. That's a dangerous fella. That means he's putting his pleasure before anything else. That goes around in his circle. His pleasure comes first. Even if that means. You know I got to do what I got to do. That means I will come in my community. And dish out. Harm. And trauma. And pain. To people that look like me. For my benefit. So I can have pleasures in this world. If I got to do this to get money. If I got to put a pistol in your face to get money. A crackdown on crime in our city. Nine members of a criminal enterprise in Indianapolis are behind bars right now. That's after a police sweep this week. Police tell us the crew in the Get Money Gang are linked to several high-profile crimes, some of them deadly. RTV6 reporter Julie Persley is live with that new information this midday. Julie. Now, police say the Get Money Gang is accused of terrorizing people around the city of Indianapolis, including areas like this, not far from the Butler-Tarkington area. Now, take a look at your screen. The mayor, IMPD, the FBI, and Marion County prosecutors say nine members of the Get Money Gang were arrested during a warrant sweep on Tuesday. If I got to hit the block and serve poison, to your auntie, your uncle, your mom, your dad, right? They call it drugs, but that's there's no such thing as the drug trade, right? That's fancy terms to make you feel good. The real term is it's a poison trade, you know? So when you hear rappers talking about, they're not talking about drugs. They had a kilo. There's no such thing as a kilo of coke. They had a kilo of poison. They had rocks of poison. That's all it is. And he would come out and hit the block and sell poison to people that look like him so he can get this fiat currency right so he can he can get this bag as they say he get the bag and once he gets the bag then what that bag is going to equal his pleasure he's putting his pleasure before anybody so the whole hip-hop culture is based on you listening to black men talk about how they seek pleasure throughout their whole life how they sold drugs, a.k.a. seek pleasure. How they got money. And when they got the money, they ran to the strip club. And they ran to, you know, prostitutes and working girls. And all of this just to get the money. A constant seeking of pleasure. There's no responsibility nowhere. They're drinking. They're popping bottles. This is the whole scene. And our children are watching this. But maybe this is a different story for a different day. So I always come back to this point. 
anytime you see a community filled with single parents, you cannot blame anybody but the men of that community. That means they are irresponsible with their life-giving force. That's all that means. It has nothing to do with sex. Sex doesn't do anything. Sex doesn't bring about, you know, just because a couple is having sex, that don't mean nothing. But what does mean something is that during the process of sex, if that man releases the seed in that woman, bang, now she's pregnant. But that sex alone doesn't do it. So nobody's asking the black man. We don't come on this podcast. We're not on no soapbox. We, nobody's asking the black man to abstain from sex. Nobody's doing it. But what we are saying is that because you got the life-giving force in your ride, in your male principle, in your testicles, if you are not willing to make this woman a wife, beloved, don't make her a mother. Is that too much to ask? The so-called white woman took this conversation and said, we got it off for black men. But let's go into her comment, though. Let's, let's kind of dig into her comment and let's see what's going on in her world, right? Let's see how she sees it. She says her daughter's been with a young man of color for three years now. Her daughter didn't get pregnant yet. And he gave her a promise ring, right? So what does that mean? What is a promise ring? He, I mean, he's promising to do what? Right? You're a so-called white woman. Your daughter's a so-called white woman. She got a black boyfriend. He gives her a promise ring in 2021, and he's going to promise to do what? What does that even mean? They've been together three years. Right? So now we're going to have to talk about a man-time conversation. I'm going to suspect that there's no man living or over a home where Carriage Cottage is residing. And the reason why I said is because no man is going to let some guy, the daughter's boyfriend, I know I won't. My daughter's boyfriend can't come into my home, uh, just be sexually active nonstop with my daughter. And he's living here for three years and he ain't married nobody. He ain't talk, they ain't go down to no courthouse. They ain't did nothing. He ain't married. That's not, no, I'm not. So as a man, I won't even allow that. I won't even entertain that. I don't even have no children. My children won't even come up to me with these ideas. They know like, yo, they know the principles I stand on. So I'm curious, like, what does a daughter, like, how was that first conversation when your daughter told you she wanted to move her black boyfriend in? Like, what was that conversation? And then going back to the original point, what is a promise ring? I'm a man that have been in a jewelry store for a time or two. I didn't had a conversation with a jeweler for a time or two. I don't know, you know, I go into these jewelry stores, I see engagement rings, I see fashion rings, I see wedding rings. I don't know what a a promise ring is. What is a prom what do you what do you find at it? I don't have a clue where you get a promise ring from. A promise ring to do what? See, I was cut from a cloth. See, we're going back to man time, right? We talking about man time, adult time. I came from a generation where you couldn't play marriage. If you wanted to play like you was married so much, you had to go down there and get married. So they up in your house playing married. And if they playing married, won't they go get married? You said it yourself. You said your daughter's black boyfriend 
that she loves so much, living with y'all for three years. He's been working full time. So we're talking about 40 hours plus for the last three years. And he ain't got his own spot. Why? Like what kind of man would stay with his girlfriend and his girlfriend mom and he's working full time 40 hours a week plus and he ain't go out and get his own spot yet. I don't know. See, that's what I'm talking about. Now, there's two ways I can look at this. This go back to what I always said. See, when it comes to responsibility or it comes with pleasure, most times what? The black man going to take the pleasure route. So that means this. This man can stay with you, right? He's a, he's a year older than your daughter. He paying on the rent. Now, he don't get no gold star for that. You know, we ain't giving nobody no gold star for doing what they're supposed to do. He living there. He should he should be paying something there. But let's talk about this, though. Let's talk about this. What type of man, because I don't know now, what type of man will live in a home and he can help on bills, but the power bill ain't in his name, right? He's a grown man. Power bill ain't in his name. The water bill ain't in his name. The rent is not in his name. His name is not on the lease nowhere. His name ain't on the cable bill. His name ain't on nothing. And he'll do that for three years? Like, who would do that? I don't know any. And then it kind of looks pimpish, unfortunately. And maybe because I'm from the city of Detroit, I'm going to look at things this way. But it looks pimpish almost, right? Because, you know, what pimps do is, you know, pimps doing what you doing, mom. It sounds almost as if you pimping your daughter out to have a boyfriend live in your house so he can help pay them bills up in there. So you okay, you okay having one room and your daughter is in the next room with a black boyfriend and he having all kind of sexual activity, you know what I'm saying? He's slanging rod. He's probably, you know, that these younger kids, they've been raised off pornography. He's slapping semen all over the place, all on your daughter's face, all over her body, backside, front side, everything, you know, they just totally smut these women out. So this guy is smutting your daughter out. Because that, that's not his wife. That ain't his wife. He gave a promise ring. And that means what? He just going to promise to continually do what he already doing. Because Big Mama already taught us. See, in the village, Big Mama taught us. See, <laughs> why buy the cow and you getting the milk for, for free, right? See, Big Mama taught us that. Right? But me and you from a different village, I get it. But he's in the next room. Freaking with your daughter. She's on birth control and everything. You done told the woman personal business. And all of that is just for what? So he can help on the bills. Some bills that's not in his name. And then you speak about the fact that his buddies don't have any kids either. But if his buddies don't have no wife, they shouldn't have kids. So it's like a different standard almost. You know, I'm coming from a, uh, a real position. Black man loving having, they, you know. Black men, unfortunately, love having kids with no wife. That's not right. It's not the way it should go. So, so I always say that what? Going back to the point again with him with these bills. See, black man gonna take the easy route. Like, yeah, I stay with y'all. Ain't nothing in my name. I can get up and leave when I get ready. I ain't committed to nothing. That goes back to that challenge I was talking about earlier. Pleasure versus responsibility. He took the route. That's why he living with y'all. That route of living with y'all is easier than going and get my own spot. That's why he's there with y'all. Ain't nothing in his name. 
the minute he have a good argument, boom, he gone. And he's not going back to mom house. Black men leave from one girlfriend house, pack up his stuff in that tra that hefty trash bag, and he go to another woman house. He go from one woman house to another woman house to another woman house. And when he jump from house to house, ain't nothing in his name. He's not on the lease. He's just going to help on the bills a little bit. And when he have a problem there, he's going to go to the next home. And what is the problem? Pushing responsibility on him becomes a problem. So right now, if you came to your daughter's boyfriend and said, Jamarcus or LaMarcus or LaShawn, we're going to start putting some of these bills in your name, right? When it, in, in fact, don't even put none of these bills in your name. When are you going to get your own place? When are you going to marry my daughter? When are you going to honor my daughter and make a good woman out of her? Y'all been together for three years playing. Y'all been playing marriage. When y'all going to do the real thing? The minute you start coming with that, see, to a black man, that's pressure to him. See, oh, you tripping now. It's time for me to go on and take this show on the road. But since we're having a conversation and, um, you know, you commented to let us know that your daughter, right, who's a so-called white woman, she's dating a black man. In the village, see, we have a saying, right, when you come to the village, the way we interpret that is this. See, the reason why most black men date so-called white women is because many of us as men we look at those women like they're easy whether you know this or not mom we look at white women like they're easy they're freaks that do anything in the bedroom there's certain things that black women didn't used to do many of them do now but there's certain things in that bedroom that Shamika ain't gonna do Laquana ain't gonna do Lakeisha gonna go so far in that bedroom that's how it used to be it, things could have changed now but even with that being said, Misty is going to do it. Amanda is going to do it. Amber is going to do it. She's going to do things that Laquisha ain't going to do. Not only that, in the village, black men look at white women like they're weak-minded. They're not going to push them to do what's right as much. They're not going to push them to be responsible as much. They're not going to push them to get on that real righteous path to progression so now we come full circle back to you that's why he been at your house for three years because ain't none of us in the village gonna let none of our daughter's boyfriends move in and hang around for three years that's why he's at your house <laughs> hey man you finna got hey man i'm coming home from work every day and you land up in the next room with my daughter y'all ain't married or nothing <laughs> <laughs> nah but that's not happening <laughs> and look they look to be totally transparent when we even hear about stories like this no we say man that's that white folk shit <laughs> yo i can't even call this shacking because in the world of shacking that means two grown adults got their own living together and they're not married. But I'm like, yo, he moved in. Yo, this is like a new one for me. Normally you see, hey, when you see Pookie move in, Pookie move in with a young lady on Section 8. And then he move in, right? Dequan. Dequan moves in and he, you know, he, he eats all the children food. He sits around. Uh, Shamika goes to work, but Dequan sits around. He played on the PlayStation all day. He don't really help out doing much. He 
He may even do some yard work if that's necessary. He may not. But that's what we're used to. But see, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because I, I even tell you this. That's why he's at your home. Because even Shamika, he can't stay over there for three whole years and not talk about no marriage, not talk about nothing. That's not going to even happen. But he can come over your house and do it. Right. With your daughter, with that sweet white nectar. <laughs> you know, and I, I even tell you this. You got a little something because believe it or not. Black men in America, unfortunately, with these weird minds that many of our brothers have. He's doing more for your daughter than he probably would do for his own. I'm talking about dating his own people. Because I know brothers, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even associate with them. I just know them. They do their best to date black women and do as least as possible as they can for this woman that got their back. Which is totally unfortunate. But I will say this, you know, how about we uh, we revisit this conversation? I got your Instagram handle and we can maybe check back, you know, Preferably three months, six months, you know what I'm saying? Uh, universe willing. And we can just see what's the status report on Demarcus and your daughter. And I don't want to see that three year turn into five years, turn into seven years, turn into 10 years. Because it can happen. Because Big Mama again always said, why would the man, why would he buy the cow? And he's getting that milk for free. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Real Black Content is Fun Podcast, man. Big VJ. We'll get it with you guys later. Peace.